black aboriginals were in South America, not North America. Welcome to Real Black Conscious in this forum, man. It's Big VJ, man. How we doing out there, family? Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, listen, man. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. Thank you guys so much for listening. And most importantly, thank you guys so much for commenting. Because commenting is the engine and the fuel to the machine, right? And I think um, this is something that we have to have a conversation about. Black aboriginals were in South America, Central America, and the islands, family. They wasn't in North America, right? So we're going to bring that out today, right? So um, again, man, thank you guys so much for hanging out. And let's get right into it, right? Let's get right into it. So first thing first that I want to establish is this. Um, we want to touch on the 1828 Webster's Dictionary. We're going to go over a few words. And then what we're going to do is um, we're going to go over some pieces that explores work. We're going to go over some descriptions of the people on the land that was jotted down by European explorers. Right. We're going to do that. And then we're going to bring it from there, that point in time, whether it be 1400s, 1500s, 1600s, that we're going to bring it all the way up to now, right? All right, so the first definition we want to bring out, this is 1828 Webster's Dictionary, the word Negro, right? Negro is a native or descendant of the black race of men in Africa. The word is never applied to the tawny or olive-colored inhabitants of the northern coast of Africa but to the more southern race of men who are quite black, okay? This is Negro based on the 1828 Dictionary. Now, you know, sometime in history, you're going to notice that the Portuguese were the first to use Negro. Like right around 1490, you're going to see the term Negro actually being used in describing men and women from Africa, more so the men, because they were used Negress to describe the women from Africa, right? So... Also, you're going to see this, right? When you look at history again, 1490, Portuguese are going to use the term Negro. And it's going to almost stick to every black person. They're going to call them Negro because this is the term that entered in through Portugal and Spain, right? So much so that by the time when you get to Seville, because of the trading between West African nations like Benin, and which at that time was, um, I'm not even sure if it was Dahomey at the time, but... When they were doing earlier trades, this is what kicked off the small microcosm of slavery because they were getting a workforce or a labor force from West Africa, bringing them back up to Europe. So when you look at Seville, the city of Seville right around 1565, if you look at that census, when you look it up and Google it, you're going to see that it was 6,300 Negroes on the books. Right. Just in Seville alone, that's maybe like seven percent of their population in 1565. Now, bear in mind, these are Negroes from West Africa. Nobody came from the Americas. Or let me say this. Let me say it this way. Nobody came from the United States territory and was entering in Europe at this time. That was called Negro, not from the United States territory. They were from another region. And I'm going to show you that later. Right. So. Seville, 1565, Negroes. Now, you're also going to see this. After you see the term Negro used from the Portuguese, 
That term is going to change into another term called Maludo. Once you see the Seville population, it's going to be Negroes, then it's going to turn into Maluto. Maluto is a term, right, that means, uh, it just means half-breed. Maluto is a term that they call, it's a mixture between a European, a white European and a black African. It's a half-breed, Maluto. So, I mean, that's what a, they get that term from from. Calling, they're really calling you a mule, to be totally honest, because that's what a that's what a mule is. A mule is just nothing but I, I don't know if you know this. I don't know if a lot of people know this though. But a mule is just it's just a crossbreed between it's like a half horse and half donkey. You know, they take the male donkey and the female horse, they crossbreed them, and then it, the byproduct is a mule, right? That's just it's a half breed. So the maluto. And the Portuguese mind frame is this, because they're going to coin two words, because this is important. I got to make sure I, I get this correct at the outset. Negro is a Portuguese word describing a person from Africa, black person, right? Sub-Saharan African, to be more specific. Then Maludo is a term. Also, it's got its roots in Portugal. That it means a mixed breed. So when the Spanish see this mixed breed, it's going to be a dark person with straight hair. That's a Maluto. The, the foundation of that is in Portuguese. That's Spanish. That's what a Maluto is. The reason why I'm, I'm making this point, because later I'm going to show you later in the video how the Native Americans were also called Indian first. And then they took on a term that was called Maluto. But I'm showing you the etymology of the word, how it came about. Mixed breeded people is how it came about. A person of color with long hair living in Spain and Portugal at the time. A maluto, a mutt, a mule, a half breed, right? All right, cool. Let's go to the next definition. An American, this is also found in the 1820 edition, a native of America. Originally applied to the aboriginals or copper colored races found here by the Europeans, but now applied to descendants of Europeans in America. Right. All right. 1828. The copper colored races found here by the Europeans. Where is here? Here is a native of America. Well, what was America at that time? This is also in the 1828 dictionary. America is one of the great continents first discovered by Sebastian Colbert. Let's stop. When they found those copper colored races, they found these copper colored races in America. What is America at that time? One of the great continents, not both of them. Go down later in the definition, they married the two up. It becomes North and South America. At the beginning, it was not so. America was a descriptive term for South America, Central America, and the islands. They didn't know what. That's why they used the um, why it was discovered by Sebastian Colbert. Sebastian Colbert never set foot on what we call United States territory. He went to like Greenland or some shit, like up in Canada, some damn Canada, some damn where. Then he went back down to Brazil. 
Then the next person they had discovered is uh, what? Christopher Colon, which we know as Christopher Columbus. We also know Christopher Columbus made four voyages. He never set foot either in what we call the United States of America. This is important. He went to Central America, <laughs> South America, and the islands. This is where they came in contact with the black aboriginals, the copper color people. Keep in mind, nobody went to the United States territory yet. In fact, there was a uh, there's some type of painting in a church in Europe somewhere where they showing the respect when Christopher Columbus, he brought back the first quote unquote slaves. They were black men with afros. But where did he bring them back from? He didn't bring them back from Mississippi. He didn't go to Kentucky and bring them some or the Carolinas. He took them from the islands and brought them there, family. This is where the black aboriginals come from, the islands. Central America, South America. Black aboriginals. In fact, before I get too far ahead of myself, I want to say this as well. Right. Even when we use the term Negro, I want to go back to this real quick. When we talk about the term Negro. It said the word is never applied to the tiny or olive colored inhabitants of of North Coast of Africa. So when they were saying the term Negro, they were talking about pure black people in Sub-Saharan Africa. This is Webster Dictionary still. Now, I'm going to give you this as well. There was another term called Negro Deterra. When these explorers went to America, these Portuguese in particular, they called the people on the land, Central America, South America, and the islands, Negro Deterra. That means the blacks on the land. The blacks in the new world. Then they also had another term called Negro de Guinea. That means these were the blacks that they brought from Africa. The territory that we call the United States, right? The Native American Indians, they were never called Negro de Terra. That term was only, only, only used for Central America, South America, and the islands. This is where you get the black aboriginals at, not the territory that we call the United States. In fact, I'm going to share this with you before we move on. And I always say this in a couple of my videos as a joke, but it's the truth. See, Abraham Lincoln, right? Abraham Lincoln thought about sending the Negroes out of the country. But where did he want to send them? Central America. South America, islands, and Africa. Why? Why those locations? That's where black people was already from. That's where black people was already at. We were not in the territory of what you call United States. That's why he wanted to send our people out. He didn't say Canada. He didn't say Abraham Lincoln didn't say we're going to send them to Canada. He didn't say we're going to send them to Mexico. Mexico was already inhabited by the Mexicans. They're indigenous to that land. Spaniards didn't bring, they didn't, they didn't populate the land what we call Mexico. Mexicans was always there. When the black indigenous was in the South, Mexicans was always in Mexico already. So Abe Lincoln didn't think about sending us to Mexico. He didn't say, we're going to send them to Britain. He said, send them to Africa. Send them to Central America. And South America, because that's where we already was at, family. All right. Let me go to the next slide. This is a graph that we created at Real Black Consciousness Forum 
right? And it's just showing the Americas, North and South at this point. North America was always inhabited by the Indians, Tonto-like Indians, for lack of a better word. They call them Mongolian, I think, these days. He, too, is a copper-colored people. He, too, is a dark mahogany brown people. They're a little lighter today, and I'm going to show you why later in the video. The Negro de Terrado, right? South America, Central America, and the islands. In North America, the copper colored Indians was always documented by explorers by having straight black hair and high cheekbones. Straight black hair, that makes a difference. When the explorers, right, the European explorers, when they went to Central America, South America, and the islands, Vasco Nunez de Balboa, when Christopher Columbus went there, when John Cabot went there, when Carlos Cuevo Marquez, when he went there, they all distinguished those people as being black. In fact, one of the explorers said they had coarse hair. He said, he was talking about the sister. He said the sister had coarse hair. <laughs> He identified those as being not only being black, but their hair was snappy. We're going to end this video. We're going to break down the two different descriptions between the black aboriginals and the Indians as in the wilderness of North America based on descriptions. Right. And we're going to do this through the lenses of what the explorers seen when they got here. But we're going to do it in this proper context. We ain't going to jump back. I'm not going to say. We're not going to jump back and forth. I'm going to put it in this proper context, showing you that everybody that was considered to be black came from Central America, South America, and the islands. And when they came to North American Indians, they also had a brown skin. They also was copper colored. They was mahogany brown, but they had all of them had straight hair, according to the explorers. That's not our people. In fact, um, there were some bones founded. Man, I can't even think of it. I think her name was... Lizzie, Lizzo something. There were some bones founded recently. And uh, they discovered that the woman was uh, to be black. The bones were old. They were ancient. Um, those bones was found in South America. Just uh, distinguishing that black woman. See, you're going to see a constant theme of Blacks being in South America, Central American islands. And then sometimes when I inform my Aboriginal brothers of this information, what they say is, well, if we're black people in South America, don't you think we came to North America? No, no, I don't think so. Because that's how the world is set up. I don't know why it's set up that way, but the entire globe is set up that way. Every continent that you go on, every continent that you travel to. You'll notice that in the southern region, there were always dark people, black people. But when you got to the northern part of that region, those people were much lighter. They wasn't black people anymore. They was different. That applies to the Americas. Southern part, southern region, black people. When you get to North America, no, not so much. Same thing could be said for Africa. When you get to Sub-Saharan Africa, those are black people. When you get to North Africa and Europe, those people ain't black no more. There's something different. Same thing go for the Asian world. 
the country with the largest black population in the world is India. But India is too split. It's split as well. South India, black people. <laughs> when you start going north, they start looking a little Aryan. They don't look like black people no more. They look different. That's how the entire globe is set up, family. The Americas is no different. All right. So let me go to something different. Right. Next slide. When you get to the Mayans, which is Central America. You're going to notice that all the paintings the paintings are worth a thousand words. All of the paintings are black people. In fact, this particular painting, it shows a couple of brothers out there talking with the head wrap on, covering up their locks, smoking a cigarette. This is this is Central America. This is Central America, right? Let me show you another slide. I'm going to blow this one up because this one is. Uh, I want to point something out that's very descriptive. I'm not exactly sure what these what these men are doing on here. It looks like there's some type of sacrifice. And you look closely at the painting, you know, um, it looked like the people that's in charge have the royal, right? The priestly garments or the kingly garments or the chiefly garments, right? They have the Jaguar print outfits on. They look like they're in command. When you look at the painting and you blow it up and you bring it to you, you notice that everybody has braids. But just not like any old type of braids. These braids are singular. Now, two things. First of all, one thing that takes a skill set to know how to do that. Everybody just can't braid. Everybody just don't know how to braid hair. That's one thing. So that just shows you a skill set was present of how to do this. Number two is your hair texture had to be a certain type of hair texture to even braid it up. It had to be more coarse than anything else. You can't have fine straight hair and get everything braided up. It's just not going to work. It's a certain type of hair texture the hair have to. This is regular black folks hair. Central America, you can see on the walls, these are black people. Right? Let me show you another one. See, this slide in particular, it's the same deal. Uh, they say a, a picture is worth a thousand words. A picture is worth a thousand words. Those people drew themselves as black people and added the locks on. Even this picture, you can see each individual lock. But there was another type of people present there. And you can see in his hand, he have a lighter skinned indigenous person in his hand. But remember, from this position on, going up north into Mexico, those Mexicans, they have, they have always been there. They have always been there. Those people are indigenous to the land. When the Europeans came there, they just colonized that place. They didn't take over Mexico. They just colonized it. That's why Mexico had to fight for the Independence Day. And they got the independence. The North American Indian, that's something different. They took the land from them. Through war. Through famine, through battle, through integration, through integration as well, through genocide. Let me go to another slide. Now, if you can see it in front of me, this is from the uh, geography 
a productive system, right? This is a Roswell Smith. This is some definitions that were created back in 1863, right? And they have the breakdown between American and Negro, right? American at the top, Negro at the bottom. Now, I want to say this also. Um, not only did they have these two ethnicities, they had a bunch of other ones. Now, I'm just going to read these two. They had Japanese in there, Eskimo, Malaysian, you know, African, all that good stuff. But we're just going to talk about the American and the Negro, right? So it says, um, for the American de definition and description, it says, the American or Indian race found only in America is of a deep copper color, straight black hair, high cheekbones, eyes black and sunken, large faces and robust bodies. This is 18, this is 1836, pardon me. This is a description of an American Indian race in 1863. Deep copper colored, straight black hair, high cheekbones. Right? 1863. What was a Negro in 18... I don't know why I keep saying 1863. Pardon me, family. 1836. According to Roswell Smith, what was the description of a Negro? It says the African or Negro race, they have jet black skin, low, narrow foreheads, black, woolly hair, thick lips, and long heels. They haven't changed much to the day. They haven't changed, but we still got the woolly hair. We still black. We still got the thick lips. That's they haven't changed much, right? All right. So now we're going to move on. At this point, I'm moving from South America, Central America, and the islands, and I'm going up north. And I want to show you how the description of the American Indian is different. That's not our people, family. Their description is based on copper-colored, high cheekbones, straight black hair, right? Let's go to the next slide. This is the American Indian, right? Page 25. And I want to read something to the family, all right? Now it says... First paragraph, it said, the color of the Indians of California missions seen by uh, Le Pidos, it says, quote unquote, very nearly approaches that of the Negroes whose hair is not woolly. And in another place, the color of these Indians, which is of that of Negroes, meaning that the American Indian had the same skin tone and pigment shade as a negro some light some brown some dark right this is what was witnessed on the voyage by Le Pedos then it goes down and says Langensdorf who visited San Francisco on the coast of California confirms the observations by Le Pedos for he says in his voyage the Indians there are of a, and I quote, are of a very dark complexion approaching to black. Damn, they cold black, just like our people. They have large projecting lips and a broad, flat Negro-like nose. Indeed, many of their features, as well as their physiognomy, and almost their color, bear a strong resemblance to the Negroes. Their hair, however... Is long and straight. That was the descriptive difference between an American Indian 
and a Negro that was in America. They look they, the skin their skin pigmentation was the same, but the hair was different. If you go down further in the book, it makes the comparison between an African and a Hindu person to clear up his point what he was trying to say. Further down in the next paragraph, he breaks it out. He said it's just like the African and the Hindu. Their skin pigment looked the same. They looked the same. All of them know they're they people of color. But the difference between the African and the Hindu person, their hair is different. One of their hairs is straight. The other one, their hair ain't straight. But they both, they're the same type of people. Now, let's stop. Let's think about that. We can't just, you know, some of these people, they oh, if you give them a shape up and you get a haircut, they all look the same. They all be the same. No. Our people, as far as black people, were never indigenous to the wilderness of North America. We just not. There were people of color that was indigenous to this land, but they all, by description, was recorded as having straight hair. Right? Let me show you another slide. Family, this is a description that was given. If you look at the photo, it was almost spot on. This is deep mahogany skin complexion right here, you see. And this photo was taken in the 1800s. This is the North American Indian family. Copper color. Straight black hair, high cheekbones. A picture's worth a thousand words. Let me blow it up for you. Mahogany skin. Copper colored. Straight black hair, high cheekbones. That's not our people, family. That's not our people. The Negro don't have that description. That's not us. Show you another photo. Mahogany skin. Copper colored. High cheekbones. Straight black hair. Family. This is indeed. The North American Indian family. They're different than the Negro. They are different than the Negro. Negro. 